Hey, it is Andre, and you are listening to episode 83 of the RC After Hours podcast, and I'm going to title this one, Hanger Queens. That's right, Hanger Queens. We've all got them. Actually, recently I was working on the old Park Zone SE5A, and that's kind of where I stumbled across an idea for the podcast. Plus, I wanted to get out a podcast to talk about a couple things coming up. Um, we are in what the middle of December barreling ever closer to Christmas. And I want to make sure I talk about getting out the pole and everything. So anyhow, let's backtrack hanger Queens. And it's something I want to really, really dive into. Uh, so it's not scheduled. I just kind of threw the podcast out and started going, uh, because yeah, I want to get something out. I want to see if I can pump out one or two more before the end of the year. So hanger Queens, we've all got them. You have them. I have, I've got lots of them apparently. Um, and I don't know if it was intentional, but it really struck me when I kind of looked at the, my, my notes regarding the, the, the park zone, uh, SE five a, and there is on the YouTube channel, there is a, um, there's a little bit of a repair session. I haven't quite just, figured out what I'm going to call it, but there's enough planes in the fleet. There's enough maintenance to do that. It's like bench time, hangar time. We'll figure something out. So, uh, if you've got ideas and suggestions, write them in, uh, RC after hours podcast at gmail.com or through any of the social medias, come up with a cool little, uh, idea and I'll, uh, cause there's tons of planes in the fleet that are hangar Queens. Uh, and, and if it, it's either my, fear of flying them or it's the uh it's that uh i don't know if um i want to risk them or i just haven't had time i know for the jets this year it was an off year for me so there are a ton of jets that are hanger queens and 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 will be uh that bubble will be broken in uh 2021 fingers crossed right so jumping into the podcast um on the Facebook and in the Patreon page, there's a Google link. I will throw it into the show notes. Uh, there is a Google link uh, which has the forms uh, or Google Forms. Sorry, it's a poll for 2021. The best of for 2020. Sorry, 2021. I'm getting ahead of myself. Best of for 2020. We did this last year and it was a lot of fun to see what the public was talking about and everything. Um, so if you're interested in diving into that and making some recommendations check out the facebook the rc after hours facebook page and uh, the description in this video and or on this podcast sorry because it's an audio podcast in the long form um and just put your thoughts in there and my fingers are sorry my intentions fingers my fingers are always crossed my intention is to actually do a show on the 31st of December uh, because I'm off for the, the couple of days over the holidays. And why? what a better way to wrap up this, this crazy, crazy year with a, with a show. We'll get in there and jump in and have some fun. But uh, if you are interested, check out the Facebook page or the Patreon page. There is a link in there. Uh, and maybe I'll push one out over the podcast RSS. I think I can do that. We're going to give you guys a link if you're interested in doing it. For those, speaking of uh, people who are part of the Patreon group, just a reminder that the Hangar RC Texan is, we're going to do a draw. Uh, Sam and I are going to get together. I'm just giving him a chance to... Uh, uh, I'm just giving him a chance to, <laughs> I thought I had this all set up, but apparently not. I was, uh, I'm giving him a chance to, um, get through and, uh, basically 
There we go. For those who are looking at this visually, the Hangar RC Texan or Harvard, uh, I'm giving them a chance to get their product all ready to go. And this is uh, basically your, you know, World War II style trainer, front motor. Uh, looks gorgeous. And Sam has told me that he is doing a very, very special scheme for the RC After Hours. So if you were a Patreon, your name is in that draw for this airplane, for this kit. It's a speed build kit or fast assembly, hot glue, throw in your motor and go and have some fun. So stay tuned for that um, because obviously that will be an exciting little thing. But like I said, we're just waiting on it. Um, Again, uh, to the patrons, thank you. Thank you very much for everybody who's done, uh, who, who's jumped in and uh, supported the channel and the podcast and everything over the last little while. Uh, if you want any of your swag, by the way, the RC After Hours swag, uh, it, there's free delivery and a bunch of other 15% discounts and everything they're doing. I've got the stickers up and stuff like that. So if you're interested, uh, head on over to our uh the uh, there's links everywhere uh, in the podcast and everything uh, through all the notes. If you're interested in any of that stuff, if not, carry on, have fun. Uh, I'm I'm rocking my t-shirt today and I've been wearing that hoodie because it's cold. Um, and so, all right. And remember, uh, also our good friends from Hangar RC have a coupon for us too. Um, hell yeah, if I'm correct. Yeah, discount code hell yeah for 10% off. And that is good till the end of February 2021. All right, back to the subject at hand. Let me throw up the camera behind me. So if anybody's paying attention, they will see some of the things. And uh, yeah, I... Yeah, I I really hadn't <laughs> I hadn't really digested that I had a lot of hanger queens and you know I figured a few but you sit there and uh, you realize my goodness I have more than a few. If you listen to the video or watch the video about my SE5A maintenance, I realized that I purchased that airplane in September of 2017. And I never flew it. It has been hanging on my wall and it's one of those. And I full on admit in the video, like I will be heartbroken if this plane crashes and I destroy this plane. It is, uh, it is just, <laughs> it's just, ah, it's so good. It's such a beautiful airplane. So, uh, you know, and so I'm like, but I got to fly it. I got to get out there. I've got to experience it. I have to give it its opportunity to fly in the sky. And I have spares. One of my buddies, Andy Chase, at one point uh, managed to pick up a bunch of them. So I have a bin of spares for the the Albatross and the SE-5A. So these airplanes got to go. So, um, But interesting enough, when I was doing maintenance on it, I discovered one of the servos had been static for such a long time that it actually, I thought it was a connector, uh, connector failure. But no, the servo just needed to be woken up and everything. So it's a good reason to actually do some of this bench maintenance. And like I said, as I go through, I will shoot some videos about each plane, try and keep them quick and fast and everything and just punch these out uh, because it's easy to do. It's content, it's information. And I actually had a couple of friends come back and saying, you know what? I'd never actually seen some of the internals of these air older airplanes and everything. And then I full on wish we had more World War One. World War One biplanes uh, in the marketplace. Uh, 
if you're into balsa, I don't think it's a problem. But if you're a foam fan, it's definitely a problem. Um, we're really lacking in this in that market. And the SE5A seems okay, but like the Albatross has got a more plastic. Uh, it's got a tub. So you won't see that in the market share anywhere anytime soon, unfortunately. So uh, it's um, we need them. I love I love biplanes. I love especially World War One. They just look so amazing. They're, they they epitomize like early aviation and everything. Um, so yeah. So there you go. If you guys have any of your own hangar queen stories and you need to tell them, like I haven't got a crash story in a, such a long time. I haven't heard from anybody in such a long time we need to work on this two-way communication thing because it's it's i draw from the community i draw my ideas and my inspiration from the community so make sure you're talking to people if you have ideas to come on the show too i've really been struggling to get guests on the podcast and these just be the hallmark of the podcast right we used to have guests all the time i don't mind bantering away but a two-way conversation is so much more enjoyable so think about that um otherwise i'm going to inundate you with things like you know quads believe it or not i've been working on quads uh not sure why but one afternoon i just started grabbing all the parts and there's a little bit of an update there one of my friday flying updates about scrappy which is, you know, a culmination of a bunch of, ooh, hitting the microphone with everything, just a bunch of old parts. And I actually splurged and I bought modern day flight controllers. Uh, These are all like 30 millimeter old Nays 32s. They work, they do the job, but there's no OSD or anything like that. We get spoiled by the technology as soon as you start playing with some of the modern stuff. Um, But I was talking to a couple of really good friends, Mike Finley, who's due to the community podcast and stuff, talking about the fact that um, the bind and fly industry for the quad market has gone so aggressive. It used to be like, you know, like planes or whatever. If you were a scratch builder, it was very economical to do. And I very quickly started running up the numbers. Once you start, you know, four motors, four ESCs, the new flight controller, the new VTXs, like the technology is stunning. But to build your own ship, um, it looks like it's not financially worth it. I get it. I understand the draw. I mean, that's scratch building or, or just the build process is super important. But it's from a financial standpoint, it makes sense to buy one of these binding flies and stuff like this. And, and you can get a lot of equipment now that's sub 250 gram. And I'm starting to see a lot of chatter about that, about lots of people in the industry just sort of going, okay game on and building some amazing you know new motors new escs new flight controllers everything is getting smaller more compact and to the point that actually below a certain weight range if you're not just on that cusp of 250 um the the crafts don't fly well enough because they get buffeted around in the wind and then there's all naked camera i don't know where it is right now but i stripped down a little uh js 4000 and 3D printed a cover and everything and, and made a sub-32 gram uh, uh, GoPro style. It's only a 1080 camera, but it's better than nothing. So who knows? And then you get things like you get awesome airplanes, which is in the um, the, the Defiant uh, Renegade, which is in the survey as one of the top foam planes. It's sub-250 planes. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. 
you get out of work way too early. <laughs> I'm talking, there's some, some chatter going on, man, I work eight to four. Thank you very much. So I'm on it. <laughs> um, no, it's good. My energy is good right now. So I'm taking advantage of it, uh, later into the evening. It's, uh, I've wanted to do this podcast a couple of evenings ago and after a certain point, my energy is down and I'm not, uh, peppy and punchy and feisty and fighty. So there we go. Uh, good evening, good afternoon to anybody who's listening right now live. Uh, we've got a couple of folks who are there, and uh, yeah. So, um, actually, the weekend, last weekend, was pretty gnarly as far as weather went, and so I took a weekend off and didn't actually shoot any content, uh, which is unfortunate because I've, uh, as I said in the previous podcast, really been enjoying uh, some of the edits uh, and just, you know, shoot a video, plug away, and go. So... Yeah, we're going to keep going. This weekend, I've got a few things to try out fly. I've got a, I've, I'm working with some of the new camera tech that I've picked up and just keep pushing and punching away at those videos and everything and keep growing. The podcast, obviously, is always a focus of mine. Like I said, guests, ideas. Um, if you fill out that survey, dump in your thoughts and your notes and everything, and we'll, uh, and we'll be sure to uh, include that. So good night from the Europeans. Yeah, no, no kidding. Uh, you guys are, yeah, 10 o'clock, 1030 your time. So, um, but again, keep the feedback coming, keep the information coming, everything. Uh, I, I soak it all in and I absorb it and, uh, it does make the product better for me. Um, and things like, uh, so going back to, to some of the, uh, the two the sub two fifty uh, quad technology and plane technology and everything. I really think, um, it wasn't much of a focus this year. I really do think it is going to be a focus come 2021. I think there's a lot of stuff on the horizon, unfortunately, that's going to limit it. I'm seeing stuff. I'm seeing a bunch of stuff on the Canadian side about rules and changes, even at the flying clubs. Um, as far as compliances go. So I really do think that we're going to see a big explosion in the sub 250. And we've proven that some of these airplanes are absolutely delightful to fly and own. Um, they're just small. They're just small to look at. They're small to fly with and everything, but they're, you know, they make that safety margin. And, and really you look at the cost of some of the, the, the quad technology coming out and for under $250, you're looking at a very well-equipped piece of equipment that you can go fly. Okay, you lose it. It's 250 bucks, which sucks, but it's not like you've gone and, you know, lost a uh, Phantom 4 or something like that. So, uh, and then you get, uh, you know, in the survey, actually, I talk about, you know, one of the highlights of this year, and it was the some of the technology that even DJI is pushing out. And how, I mean, they've got, uh, I've seen some of the, the, the leaked imagery, leaked imagery of uh, their, their new quad and where that technology is going to go. And I really, really had really considered the uh, their digital FPV system. I'm kind of keeping my eye on what uh, Fat Shark does with their Shark Bite. Um, but when you look at the two of them and you go, wow, like just the user experience and the, and the definition, the resolution, but then you're trapped into a, uh, you know, you've got to be really, it's kind of like that Android versus um, Apple, you know, you pick, you really have to pick your ecosystem and you have to stick in those lanes because otherwise you're all over place. And I don't know about anybody else, but I don't have that kind of budget. Um, 
actually, you know, and, and part of all the my 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 focused and everything for 2021. I've actually made my notes because this year was scattered. I'll admit, but I was really trying to explore other avenues of flying when things like when I wasn't in the mood to fly the jets. Um, you know, so 21 will be picking up where I've left off from this year as far as the thing goes. There's a beautiful um, extra sitting in the garage, that, that 92-inch or 93-inch extra with the 60C gas engine. It's sitting in the garage waiting, and that, that'll be one of the very first things I'm going to push for, for the year once the field is acceptable to fly because i got to get out there and try that thing. Uh, this year it just didn't work out, and I didn't feel comfortable going to the field with the COVID stuff going down. So so it's really going to be one of those things where I pay attention to the uh, the environment around me and, and go from there. So, yeah. Uh, you know, um, we'll jump into the new product stuff. I'm just looking at my show notes and everything, but really, I want to really, really lay down uh, the you know, pass the, the the gauntlet to you guys and the fans and everybody listening to, to get in there on that uh, form, uh, uh, the Google Docs, and just put in your thoughts because I can draw from that. I've actually been modifying the 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 poll and everything, and it's casual. It's it's fun. We've had a couple really good winners in the past couple of years, um, but I really want to see uh, what you guys are thinking. And you know, like I said, give me that information, and I'll uh, I'll keep pumping out this podcast like crazy as much as I can, much as I can keep talking. Um, you know, I want to talk to Sean. I got to work on those ums, eh? shoot i want to talk to sean again from defiant wings um i keep touching base with our friend Stuart, and he's saying you know end of year um um sorry <laughs> i uh, i talked to recently just quick banter with alpha i haven't been able to, to lock him down for a podcast which is unfortunate but again you look at you look at some of the stuff coming out of horizon horizon um motion and they're you know it's it's i i think the year's tailed off for them it'll be interesting to see what what the market comes out with uh in 2021 and what they react to and you'll see it when when i go and i look at the uh the new products there was almost nothing where i you know from horizon actually the product from horizon surprised me <laughs> so we'll talk about that when we get there but uh yeah the year has got definitely had some really cool products come out but at the same time you know, I think a lot of the manufacturers probably only release stuff because it was already in the pipes and everything and, and have decided that they're going to wait off. But what do we know? We'll only know a little bit more into uh, January and March uh, next year. Um, I doubt you'll see any shows. I think everything will, will be virtual releases, which is fine because we get to the stats right away. So we'll keep uh we'll keep looking at it. So I'm um, looking at the chat. Uh, are you going to get a ov10 <laughs> oh man you mean the, the hangar 9 one? Oh, that would be just ballistically crazy and you know i think that plane has a fat you know okay there are currently two nine there are three nines uh is there a foam one and where yes there is a foam one motion rc has one uh and it's a decent price i looked at bringing it in but i didn't uh <laughs> but the hangar nine one which we talked about in the last podcast is just bonkers absolutely bonkers um again i would do electric because i can't see myself enjoying trying to make two gas engines sync so a big 12s electric setup but 
I would need a huge van or a trailer or something to make that aircraft worthwhile. And this is something that I figured out right away when winter hit. I was like, you know, flying some more complex aircraft and even doing some of the video shoots. And by the time I was done flying, um, when I was shooting the the review for the um, run cam, <laughs> the, the I not figured out how to enable the motion stabilization on the the new DJI Osmo cam and I'm shaking and it's like okay we're going to get to the point now where all the flying equipment changes all the airplane changes and you know skis go on a few and just simple flying but um yeah the OV10 that's a really really big 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 airplane <laughs> and there's just what was it? I think it was, I think the airframe alone, not equipped, was like um, was close to two thousand dollars Canadian. So, uh, just got back from drilling a Dynam AT into the frozen town uh, ground. Oof, Lee, that's really unfortunate. Uh, I did that a few years ago, flying the um, EFX Racer EFX Racer. Uh, <laughs> And it was one of those took off flying around just fine and went to land and I lost all the dexterity in the plane. And anybody who flies those fast, low, slippery wing ones will know exactly. So Lee, was it uh, was it numb fingers basically, or was it just uh, um, you know error or battery went? Because in my case, I just nosed the thing right over, just stalled it, and you know ripped up the nose on a brand new airplane into the hard packed ice too, the crunch. And the video is excruciating because I tape as my, uh, I, I rolled the, the, I had the cameras going as the sensitivity was coming back into my fingertips and it hurt. It hurt like crazy. And I've been in the military and I shot camera, news news camera work for, you know, many, many years in auto outside. And that was the first time I'd ever given myself frostbite. So it's serious. <laughs> um, and I think we touched base really lightly on some of the winter equipment um, in, in the previous uh, podcast. So yeah. So Lee says it was a stall. Uh, unfortunate. That is really unfortunate. Um, Dynam it's got a couple of nice airplanes coming out too, but they actually posted something recently that they're all the manufacturers out of China are running into an issue where there's not enough. The shipping companies do not have, um, uh, they don't have uh, enough shipping cargoes. So they're, they're obviously, you know, supply versus demand. So they're, they're jacking up the prices and everything. So some serious decisions have to be made. Uh, Lee says the worst part about the crash was the wing camera, Went out in the snow. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Ugh, that's really unfortunate. Um, well, <clears throat> Lee, if you've watched the video that I shot there the other week where it was <laughs> the run cam 2, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's got the cover. And I, I swear to gosh, I love that camera for that cover because I've had it happen before. Um, shipping costs are extremely expensive right now, says uh, Perfection. Yep. So it's uh it's tough uh it's it's and this i lost the gopro 7 during a couple shoots and i know when i said it in in in, um during one of the shows i do all the shooting for fun it's nice to make videos and everything but there's a level of frustration when your camera fails when your kit fails on you and you've uh i've had audio issues i've had camera issues and just and then i've had just me issues and not done stuff right and you go and you're like oh uh, you know, you, you finish off the shoot and everything and you're like, oh, the audio failed or, oh, there's transmitter noise or that camera died in the middle of the shoot. And, 
Uh, I love the challenge of trying to compose something still, uh, and, and luckily I've, everything I've done so far has been very salvageable, but there's an element of annoyance when you do lose your, your footage and your card and everything. So, uh, <laughs> uh, it's really unfortunate. That is really unfortunate. Um, yeah. So, uh, the video and the projects will keep rolling on my end too, uh, talking about all those products and everything. Uh, like I said, the bench series will keep going and I'll keep flying the aircraft and everything, do a couple more product demos and just talk about flying and winter flying and just enjoy some of the flying too. That's, uh, if I can shoot and I'm still not sure about the number of shoots I want to be doing per week. Uh, it all depends on how quick and simple are there. So, uh, it's, uh, it all kind of, uh, comes down to what I want to do as far as the products and everything but it's interesting watching when I took that one break over the weekend I watched the uh, the YouTube just kind of the stats just kind of peter off and I'm like okay you know I'd been building momentum but you know you've got to uh you got to pace yourself on all of this stuff uh it's oh Lee's Lee's just talking with the guys telling about how much content he had on that card I'm sorry yes and I switch cards I switch batteries I switch cards I'm learning as I go and I almost want to get um, and there was something I mentioned about in in the camera view video wanting more 32 gig cards 16 and 32 gigs depending on the camera and the and, and what you're shooting but multiple cards multiple batteries and a really nice card holder which Frank who's one of the uh, supporters for the podcast had printed off years ago love that thing ah there's another man on the podcast uh, chat right now raf i want to know how your experience is going with your with your uh, defiant uh, renegade he's he's one of the uh, design winners from the uh, the, the um, yard class challenge that we did with uh, sean from defiant wings and we've been watching him as he works through his aircraft and believe it or not believe it or not no one can take this either sean is making himself i've Frank and I have been on him like crazy to get his own uh, Renegade. So he's got one. I was like, you need to paint like mine on it and go flying. But he's done like me with the two servos on the wings. So you get a little bit more flap controller, flapperons, and have a little bit of fun. So no no one steal Sean's plane because he sold the last one that was his because someone begged him for it. So uh, again fill out that survey talk to me about your favorite plane and everything uh and check out some of the 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 different pieces of technology if you guys would like me to go through and i'm gonna do this on the youtube channel as well as far as talking about the equipment that i use to do all the videos uh <laughs> it's an uphill battle so far with the gear says uh, raf on, on his plane and i know the feeling too my escs and we'll talk about that airplane being re-equipped because uh, there's some new fpv equipment lying around here somewhere for it um if you're interested in me doing a little bit of a hack session on what i use as far as gear go and everything to produce those youtube videos um always happy to discuss that because you know it's uh it's pretty easy it's pretty easy topic and subject matter for me speaking of my defiant renegade yeah in the last video when i was shooting with the run cam i still was suffering from ese desync so i have two new ESCs coming in plus a ubeck so that aircraft will be 
primed. I'm going to stick with 2S. I might try 3S, but I've only got two uh, 3S 500s, so I'm probably going to stick with 2S. And I did bring in a Runcam Nano 2 and a little 200 milliwatt or 25 milliwatt uh, micro transmitter. So I think the combination weighs like 7 grams, so it's pretty good. Uh, I use, Lee David says, speaking of equipment, I use an old tactic drone view, uh, which is much lighter than all the other cameras. Yes, weight is a factor. Pardon me. And it all depends on what you're trying to achieve and everything. So it sounds like we're going to have a podcast about cameras and everything eventually. Uh, and, and when I started playing around with those sub 250 gram ideas, I actually started stripping down and I wish I had the camera nearby, but everything's stored away. Um, I weighed, I stripped down my Mobius, uh, which is very possible to get down. And it's one of those things where you, if you start taking off the battery packs, cause a lot of them work off one S 500s, which are a fairly hefty battery. And I managed to get that S, um, the, uh, once you strip down the SJ4000 and print off the 3D case and then use a 1S200, it's a 32-gram camera, which will run for 13 minutes on a, on a battery pack because there's no screen. And I'm like, oh, this is really good, and it's 1080p, and it's decent. If you want really sharp, crisp, flowing video, yeah, you're into like a GoPro 6 or a GoPro 8, which runs uh, Rocksteady, I think it is, or SureShot, something. It runs an image size, image stabilization. So when you're, you know, beaming around in your your quads and everything, there's a quad, um, it's pretty darn stable. So, but I'm not. So I'm just, I just want the shot. I just want to capture the footage and everything. So, yeah. Sounds like um, I think we're gonna save. We're gonna save a lot of this topic matter. So, uh, and um, I just was asked if have I flown the FT Mustang? Yes, I have. I've flown the big Mustang, and I have a mini Mustang above me. I prefer the mini Mustang. The big Mustang, uh, the older Mustang, uh, not John's, not the Master Series. If they've produced it, I think they have. Uh, the old Mustang had a problem that when you'd land it, because of the way that scoop was, every time you come in, it would kind of like nerf itself in. And I found the prop would get, uh, you'd be eating up a prop a lot more than, say, the Spitfire or the uh, the FT Racer, which are my like my two favorite flight test planes. So hope that answers your question. All right. Uh, my notes. Let's see. I'm going to jump into the new products uh, page. I'm going to talk real quick about a couple of those, which uh, surprised me. Like I said, uh, the one from Horizon uh, really caught me off guard. Let's bring up that page and bring that over here. Okay. (laughs) Uh, We might be going back in time with this one, but eFlight has re-released the UMX Night Vapor. And they have a basic they and a bind and fly. I said they got a basic bind and fly basic and a ready to fly with a small remote. Um, two, two. Uh, yeah, sorry. I'm distracted. I'm trying to read notes and read you the specs on this guy. So I don't think they've really revised this aircraft. I think they just re-released it. Updated, upgraded version uh, of the unique Everpopper slow flyer that's much more fly- fun to fly uh, in more places than ever before. Okay, so... 
They've made a stronger reinforced airframe to better handle collisions when flying indoors and in low wind conditions. Uh, flying indoors uh, in large rooms, gyms, garage, and suitable spaces, or outdoors in calm, w- windy days. Factory installed LED lights uh, with the ability to change to different color operations um, to fly day and night. That's okay. Okay. Okay, I'm convinced now. Years ago, I saw this. Uh, I saw uh, someone flying one of these at Flight Fest, and he just was running pack after pack. And you know, my eyes were burnt out and everything. But I suppose if I threw on my glasses, I'd be able to track this thing. Um, I actually have what two? I've got the FPV Vapor, and then I bought that performance one that uh, Chris recommended to me, and just. I couldn't fly that indoors, not in the house. I just couldn't slow it down enough without, you know, you're in high alpha like the entire time. Um, but there you go. So it's like $99 US. It flies off your standard little 1S packs. Um, doesn't say which one. It's a 1S200, 70 to 200 uh, lipo pack with a ultra micro connector. So, yeah. Pretty cool. And like I said, if you've flown one, you get it. You understand. Particularly the night vapor with the lights. Um... The FPV one flew really fast. Oh, there's a shot. So it's got it's got all its uh, red and green on on left and right wing, plus a, a lead light on the front, and they shine down and everything. So it's it's really well illuminated. So so there we go. All right, uh, next aircraft, and this one uh, this one's gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. This is from Hobby King, the Kingcraft Limited Edition ARF Super Stearman, 1400 millimeter. It's a ball supply composite aircraft. And I saw some photos and some videos of this thing going, and my I was like, yeah, I bet a soft spot for biplanes, obviously. So uh, these spur-of-the-moment podcasts, who can keep up? Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Sam. Um, yeah, Stearman, gorgeous. Well done, uh, Kingcraft. This thing looks really nice. Uh, obviously, we're still hot on the heels from the uh, the big pits release from Hangar 9, uh, but this is a really nice-looking airplane, and I think it's got some, some pretty cool details to it. Uh, let's see if we can see what some of the specs are for you. 1,400 millimeters, so that's 55.1-inch wingspan it's got uh that's the top span the bottom span is just a little bit shorter total wingspan is 59.43 square meters okay fuselage 1100 uh it weighs flying weights anywhere from 2700 to 2900 grams four channels or more they're recommending a, a prop drive V2 4258 500 kV with a reverse shaft, 80 gram, 80 amp gram, 80 amp ESC or better, and you're spinning anywhere from a 15 by 6 to 15 by 8, 6s, 4000 50c or better, um, and obviously some big hefty servos, uh, 3.5s for the rudder and elevator. And four kilogram servos for the uh, for the ailerons, and I'm gonna look at the photos really quick. Yeah, the upper and lower upper and lower ailerons are attached, so you do so you're just running two of those. So um, just looking very quickly over the comments on my tablet, so which is stuck. Yeah, uh, one of the comments was. Um, 
the rigging. It's it's you know, it's obviously uh, well. It looks nice. Like everything about this aircraft is great. Uh, I don't know if I'm really in love with the. It looks like it's yellow on the bottom side of it. Um, the the checkers on the bottom, but that could just be the grass. Uh, it might be white. I could have swore I saw one photo that was more yellow than white, but could be wrong. Uh, either way, it is a stunning aircraft, and that's going for about 369 U.S. dollars, and that's out of the global warehouse, uh, out of the U.S. warehouse, and it's already in back order. So they, these were, oh, oh, they got stock in the U.S. warehouse. So there you go, guys. Uh, probably get free shipping with that bad boy, too. So if you're in the U.S. and you're looking for a nice biplane that's not overly huge, a 1,400-millimeter wingspan, um, this might be your uh, next avenue. So, again, that is the Super Steerman from Kingcraft. So, wow, eh? Uh, okay. Uh, on the list next is something from Runcam. Um, they recently came out with a new camera called the Runcam 5, Racer 5. And I guess its claim to fame is it's got a built-in gyro. And I guess the idea is that they're taking, it's taking inputs from the, from the flight controller now. Uh, and it's helping to, so this is the first FPV camera integrated gyro display accurately, uh, accurately, uh, accurately, um, your impressive perspective displays accurately your impressive, uh, your, my goodness, I can't speak anymore. <laughs> Anyhow, um, this thing turn is connected to your flight controller and really helps you. Uh, it, it gives you more information as far as what your aircraft is doing. Uh, I'm talking from a plane perspective. So pilots will find their best flight angles and this will be continuously fine-tuned their camera's elevation. Uh, the camera can independently display real-time angle. Uh, it's also connected to the Betaflight flight controller serial port for calculating and displaying flight control angles. So it helps in a couple of perspectives, uh, you know, particularly it's, it's obviously geared for the quads, but it's a nice looking camera with some pretty good resolution. Let's see if I can get you some specs, the specs, the specs, the specs, the specs. Come on. Uh, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking on the site. I should have done my homework before. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, it's, uh, it's got an 8M lens, uh, do, do, do. It's uh, 19 by 19 uh, with a depth of 21, so it's not huge. Here we go. So it's got a 1,000 TV lines. You've got a choice between a 1.8 uh, with a field view of 160 degrees or 2.1 with a field of 145. And it is a 4 by 3 slash widescreen switchable PAL NTC. It's got an integrated OSD, built-in gyro, um, it's got some uh, fine-tuning controls, uh, 0.01 lux at 1.2 f, so it's not too bad in in, in lower lights. Uh, it's got a nice wide um, voltage, so that's uh, that's pretty handy too. Uh, it, so it's it's a nice-looking camera. And they have been slowly running out and starting to produce more digital. I'm kind of waiting for their hybrid cameras next coming up um, where they, they're able to run uh, between the digital systems and analog systems and everything. But obviously, if you're doing analog still, this is still a pretty decent camera to work with. Um, so multi-ports and everything. And it's funny, I was ranting to the guys today because I, I just received another camera set up for another aircraft. And 
no no one I wish I wish the industry would standardize on the connectors for the cameras and the VTXs and everything because I couldn't even hook this hook the stuff up to test I you know just to test it I'm going to have to clip connectors and stuff and do soldering and so if there's any warranty issues you know what are they going to say so it's like ah so I want a camera that is uh, light and takes a mini SD card and records longer than five minutes. So you're talking about the um, uh, the 360. Uh, that camera now will do uh, more than five minutes at a time in, in FPV mode. It was a cooling issue really for that camera. The well, What's it called? The One or something? I've seen them. that They're cool, but they're 240 US dollars for a little tiny camera that has to be charged, recharged on USB and stuff like that. So, well, hold on, Lee. What about this? Is it Lee? It was Lee who said this. What about the Runcam Hybrid 2? This is just, again, something else that they tossed at me uh, in discussion because I'm still chatting with them after I did my review of the Runcam 2. Um, so this is the hybrid. So this is a true 145-degree uh, wide-angle 4K HD camera with FPV camera and has a, if I'm correct, I think it's got a... And it has a 4K recording, yeah. So it does have an SD card on board, I believe. I'm trying to scroll through for the specs. Come on. Uh, one camera, board, do-do-do-do. It should have, it hooks into your flight controller. Yes, this does have, and they're recommending Samsung U3 is recommended to take 4K and everything. And you're not going to make sure the file format is FAT32. So it's pretty standard. I learned this after I was shooting some other video too as well. Um, not directly power supply from a 4S or above. Power directly from the battery will generate surges and burn the camera. Some good warnings here. But let's go back to the specs. So it's a Sony 8 megapixel uh, HD camera. The analog camera is 1.3. Uh, and it will record 40, 4K at uh, 30 frames, 2.7K at 60 frames, 50 frames. Uh, and then if you want to do 120 frames, you just have to drop down to 180. So... You pick your poison as far as what you want, as far as bandwidth and hard drive space and everything. But looks like the board is a 20 mil, it's a 29 millimeter board, uh, which will go into, which will accept uh, or plug into a um, 20 mil flight controller stack. So that's pretty cool. Um, I want something. He's, a, pardon me. Lee's going on about wanting something that will hook to a plane. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, uh, again, probably the run cam, I hate to say it, but I'm really impressed with the run cam twos, even if, even my old 1080. Now the 4k, when I did my review, the 4k's audio was better. And if you watch the video, the prop spinning was a lot better. The, that tearing, uh, vignetting or, or blind effect was a lot less that you could definitely see how better the newer 4k model works. So um, GoPro sensors too big. Yeah, that's true. Uh, or session. Well, they don't produce the session anymore. GoPro got away from that one. So, but again, uh, like I said, I was really happy with that. Uh, the Orange Five, I'd like to try uh, eventually from from Runcam, and then the Runcam 4K um, really did well. So, really, when you look at the Runcam equipment, there most of the time it's 
it's just a different package. You know, it's like, okay, you want the cube, you want this one. And what I also like, and if you watch that video, um, I liked the run cam, um, to 4k edition because it sits lower profile on the wing versus something that's a cube. Um, that's just in a GoPro like style. It's in the airflow and everything. I want something low over the wing and everything so I can put over different spots. So yeah, there's lots to look at, lots of technology. I'm going to keep flying, keep working with this camera and keep pushing the, uh, you know, pushing what it can do. And it looks like looking at the recommendations, I'm going to have to go and pick up a new, uh, uh, some new uh, Samsung cards to uh, keep up with this thing. Because even I was noticing when I was turning it, um, there was a little bit of slippage. So there we go. Uh, Lee Davis talking about this says, here Davidson, sorry. He says, I got my tablet. Uh, I want to do wingtip videos, so I need to be light on each. Yep, yeah. And so you may want to look at, uh, and the problem with these cameras is they don't go naked. Um, we're going to get demonetized for that one, right? Uh, that style of camera doesn't break down. So uh, you may want to look at another style of 4K that, that you want to strip down and, and try it or shoot a 1080. So like the Mobius is pretty good. Um, I looked at a few others, but if they had a screen, anything with a screen is bad news, right? Because you have to take that off. Um but these kind of cameras, the problem you're going to run into is the lens is actually positioned in the case. So you have to modify it and everything. Uh, so things like the Mobius, you end up having to glue it all together. So you're not really gaining a weight advantage. And this one was, if I remember, the run cam. Uh, do I have the specs anywhere? It wasn't that bad. 49 grams, and that was accurate with a card and a battery uh, installed. But still, on a small plane... It's a lot of weight, but the Defiant Renegade flew with, and they only had the four-inch props on it. It flew with that camera on board, so um, real steady. Thank you. That's the footage. That's the software that was on board the GoPro Six, the Eight, but not the Seven. I also don't mind the shaking. Uh, you know, some kind of realism and some kind of jitter to it. Just adds to it especially if you're really tossing and turning the airplane around so okay that's uh that's pretty well uh what i had seen new in the market most recently i'm going to bring up the uh, the chat and if you guys want to ask me any questions you've got it so uh raf says he's been searching for gopro uh, session fives uh small nice little camera uh Real Steady is not on board the camera. That's true. It's software. But there's something that has to be enabled, if I remember correctly. But I haven't really looked into it. I'm going to try and play around with it. It's a third-party software. Okay. Well, we'll have to look at that down the road then. So, okay. Uh, geez, we've actually been successfully ranting on for 45 minutes. So that's not too bad. Again, um, if you guys want a really in-depth, uh, really, really, really in-depth uh, camera and sounds like we're going to have this in the next podcast probably in the next one after we can really tie in there i'll do some research and everything as far as what everybody wants to talk about and uh we can really dive into some of the equipment and like i said in, the, in that video um there was a lot of good opportunities for you know cameras with removable batteries and that's super important to me it's winter these things like die i've what is it? The um, the Firefly. Love that camera. Really good resolution. Really good batteries. The battery. Uh, sorry. Really good uh, sound. 
and it really, really, really does not like the cold. Like instantly it just drops out. Like it'll stop recording. So it's not reliable enough. And I even managed to fix the uh, the GoPro 7, which is fantastic because then my that'll become my new ground camera. So yeah, look for future podcasts and we'll dive into it. I'll get you guys, I'll, I'll, um, I'll definitely, um, you know, forecast that one put out a notice ahead of time and we can all get here and banter about what we think the best cameras and everything uh the hangar rc guys just said yes they hit me up about some information and uh gotta love going on the cheap he says he is gonna jump into fpv and we talked about a lot of things so yep all right so on that fantastic note, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say thank you very much. Thank you to all the Patreon uh, supporters and thank you to all the new subscribers to the YouTube channel. You guys are amazing. Um, I'm having a lot of fun and really enjoying the fact that, you know, this year is kind of slowly turned around and, and become something pretty special as far as I'm concerned. Um, seeing the community jump together and do all kinds of really fun stuff uh, has been nice and rewarding so all right i'm going to wrap up the show again thank you for everybody who's watched thank you to anybody who subscribed recently as i just said twice um comments uh reviews anything fire them off onto the youtube channel make sure you're hitting comments and thumbs up and all that jazz and itunes and if you it helps the podcast it just spreads the word i've done a bunch of tweaking and tuning remember to do that form if you are interested in you know adding your voice and like i said um december 31st my goal is to do one final show for the year and we'll talk about all the really fun stuff so i'm andre you have listened to whoops you have listened to the rc after hours podcast thanks for coming out everybody have a fantastic evening ciao